0: This week's Parsha perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim and Shlomo ben Edward, and as well as in honor of their Refua Shalema of Shul ben Brita, Sasson Betzal ben Batya, Chanabas Esther, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Tovabasha. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. The accepting heart, our Torah portion, Parsha's Kiseitze. Our Parsha continues Moshe's final address with the Jewish nation. He begins with the law of how a soldier can marry a female captive of war and then a mandate that a firstborn son always has a right to a double portion of his father's property. He then says a very unique and strange law, the law and the mitzvah of Ben-Sara Umar, a rebellious and disobedient son. A Ben-Sara Umar is a boy at the specific age of 12 and a half years old, who is extremely disobedient and violates certain unique and strange conditions. Some of these conditions are brought on the Gemara such as stealing money to buy special Italian wine and eating meat. Raw, as well as many other unusual requirements. And if the boy actually meets all the conditions required to be a Ben Sarimara, he is put to death by stoning at the city gates. There are over 70 mitzvahs in our parsha, and some of the most notable ones are Hasheva Saveda returning a lost object to its owner, Shilu hakhan, the obligation of sending away the mother bird before taking her young, and the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis, as well as the law against wearing shotnez, any garment that has a mixture of wool and linen. However, a question comes to mind. The conditions and requirements of a Ben-Sarayimurah are exceptionally difficult and practically impossible to fulfill. In fact, the Talmud in Sanhedrin writes that this mitzvah has not and will never happen because of its bizarre stipulations. So why does Moshe give the Jewish people a mitzvah that will never be fulfilled? What is the point of teaching something that, thankfully, they won't be able to do? The Talmud in Sanhedrin, where this is all discussed, actually quotes an opinion that a Ben-Sarimurah did indeed happen. Rev Yernison argues with Rav Shimon regarding the impracticality of this law, the law of Ben-Sarimurah. He maintains that it did happen because he saw it with his own eyes and even sat on the boy's grave after being buried. According to Rav Yonison, despite being next to impossible to carry out, the law of Ben-Sarimurah is indeed practical. It is important to note that this opinion is subject to many different interpretations by later commentaries, which would be beneficial to study. However, the Rabbeinu B'chayr of Bach bin Usher, a Spanish commentary, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He agrees with the opinion that a Ben-Saray never actually happened. But he explains that Moshe Rabbeinu gave this law before he passed away to show the Jewish people how much God truly loves them. Just as there are many great and strange conditions for the ben Murray to be killed, God places many unique stipulations before punishing the Jewish people. Because since our inception, we have been constantly rebelling, arguing, and disobeying God's direct commandments. From Adam and Chalve eating from the Eitz Hadass, the Tree of Knowledge, to the Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf, after Matan when God revealed Himself at the giving of the Torah, We have always been struggling to follow God's path entirely, yet with extreme mercy and understanding, God places many intrinsic requirements before punishing us. With great compassion and kindness, God takes into account the context of our situation as well as the intention and thought process behind our actions. And this is all because we are His nation whom He chose to represent Him and give light to the world. This incredibly profound lesson from the Rebbeinu Bahaya should give us some perspective and reassurance as we approach the day of judgment, Rosh Hashanah. Although Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment for all mankind, it is also a day we crown God as our King once again for the coming year. And since we crown God each year despite the challenges and difficulties we face, in return God should accept us with open arms, love and blessings for the coming year. In our daily life, it is imperative to realize that judging others is a very destructive and harmful habit, not only because we do not know the actual circumstances of each situation, instead because judging others is an easy way to forget that we have fallen short of our own standards. As a matter of fact, when we judge others, we are actually judging ourselves, and hence breaking this detrimental habit leads to extreme personal growth and development since we stop shying away from the pain of our failed goals and shift our focus from achieving our true potential. There's an amazing quote from very famous motivational speaker and author Wayne Dyer, Judging a person does not define who they are, it defines who you are. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshalperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to thepartialperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.